Hello, I'm Monique Renee, and this is Fierce and Flowing, the podcast for women leaders seeking to harness their purpose and power while designing sacred lives of freedom and flow. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Fierce and Flowing. This is episode 15, and I am so very excited and honored to share Nancy Allen with you. Nancy is a dear friend, a mentor, a client. Uh, She's been in my world for so long. She's also the president and CEO of an incredible nonprofit called Webeck Florida, the Women's Business Enterprise Council. In this conversation, though, Nancy really gets personal about one of her fiercest moments in her life, and that is losing her husband of 33 years and what she had to go through and what she decided to do during this transition. So in this very personal conversation, Nancy talks about how women actually go through 50 transitions in their lifetime, which was shocking to me. (laughs) But she breaks that down to us, right? Breaks down the three different types of transitions. And this fierce moment taught her so many lessons that she actually created a workshop called The Art of Elegant Transitions. And she discusses the five different steps of transitioning elegantly. And so you don't want to miss this conversation because at one point or another, and maybe you've already gone through this, we are all going to deal with loss and transition and how we can not only rise above it, but support ourselves through those transitions and make through make sure that we don't lose ourselves through those transitions. So I am so grateful for this conversation. I know that you are going to find so many juicy tips that you can walk away with. And as Nancy says, many blessings. (laughs) So join us for this episode, this very powerful episode. And please do let me know what you get out of it. And make sure to like, subscribe, and share this with other individuals in your life who really need to hear this conversation. Dive in and enjoy. So for all of you out there, Nancy and I have known each other for many, many, many years. And I was actually trying to remember where we met Nancy. And I think it was through TCI. Am I right? I you were in, in, the, in the group that we facilitated. So, um, so it's been forever, at least 10 years and um, and Nancy has also participated in my mastermind. We've coached together, and she is just, I call Nancy my wisdom keeper. Like, <laughs> she just is a, an incredible resource for information, for knowledge, for wisdom, especially working with women and women business owners and the different transitions that we go through in our lives. Um, and so I love just having dialogue with you in general about all of those topics. But before we get into the conversation of, you know, a time when you were fierce, Nancy, that you'd like to share today, can you just share with the women 
30 seconds of, you know, an intro, who you are, what you do so that they can learn a little bit more about you. Mm -hmm. Sure. Well, first off, thank you so much for inviting me to this fierce conversation. I, um, uh, have admired you. And I can't even say from afar, right? From up close for, for many, many years, Monique. So thank you. Um, women-owned businesses and for over 30 years now. I, I run a nonprofit that's, you know, my nine to five job is I run a nonprofit called the Women's Business Development Council of Florida. And we do basically three things through the council. We certify women-owned businesses, which means that we prove that they own, operate, manage, and independently control or more of their company. We uh, connect with women um, and we help them connect with uh, business development opportunities. And we champion women, which means we do a lot of uh, education and um, uplifting of, of women through different programs. And um, I you know I wake up every morning and, and look forward to the day and who am I going to meet and who am I going to um, be inspired by. Women uh, business owners are very creative and especially yeah. throughout the pandemic, you know, even more creative, right? As we've had to pivot and take care of family and employees and friends and the community and all. So I'm, I always say I'm one of the lucky ones. Um, I get to live a motto on a, on a daily basis. My personal motto is connections, creativity, and courage. Yes. In all things. And I get to connect, I get to be creative, and I get to be courageous. But more than that, witness the courage of women who are business owners, because that takes a lot of courage. Yeah. And I, um, that's one of the things I admire about you is I've seen you really embody those three um, aspects of your motto, like completely. So you've always been an inspiration to me and I know you're going to be an inspiration to everyone who, who listens to this. Um, so Nancy, let's jump right on in. And I know that you've had many fierce moments just from knowing you so long, but I would love for you to share, um, a moment in your life. It could be recent or it could be in the past that you felt you were fierce, however you define that. And we'll go into how you define it, uh -huh. but what is that for you today? Well, I, I think, as you said, there there have been many, many moments, but but the one that I think stands out the most when uh, we got the diagnosis that that my husband uh, at the time, thirty three years, um, had cancer, and mm -hmm. I remember sitting in that tiny little office, the oncologist's office. and uh, the oncologist was, you know, talking to Joe about the treatment about the diagnosis and and my husband said okay I get all that but what's my prognosis and the doctor said well if you'd asked me 10 years ago I would have said get your affairs in order you don't have very much longer to live but now with all the progress we can say three to five years yeah and in those three to five years even more progress will happen um and I remember I had like an out of body experience. You know, I found myself looking down on, you know, at the people in the room. I was actively listening, but I was looking down. And I remember clearly hearing my yoga teacher's voice. So I had a fabulous yoga teacher named Vic Munoz who um, taught me many, many things. And uh, one of the things he said early on when I started working with, with Vic, he said, we are all here 
to learn something or to experience something. And the lucky few of us who figure out what that is can really make a difference. Mm. Oh, at that point, I thought, okay, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to Joe, the love of my life and my son and myself transition from this physical body that he has that is so damaged to whatever is next for him. Um, and I therefore embraced it. You know, I, I'm not going to say I didn't cry. I'm not going to say I wasn't angry because all of those things happened, but I also looked at, okay, what can I do for him? Yeah. How can I play an important role in this very important transition in his life? So that's, you know, what, what we can talk about because I, I, a lot of lessons through that that process. Yeah, I'd lo- I'd love to hear your lessons, Nancy. And I and I know what some of them are, but we haven't talked about this for for a while because it's been mm-hmm. a few years. And yeah. the interesting part I think of this conversation for everyone to know is that Joe himself was a doctor, right? And so just I remember that that was a big thing for me. Going wow, even though he's a doctor, right? Um, look at how he is approaching this. And then because of his decision on how to approach it, this is what you stepped in to do for him, which was incredible. So so I'd love to hear, and I know the ladies as well are going to want to know, what did you learn from this, Nancy? Yeah, well, uh, first off, um, I started doing some research, right? Mm-hmm. How to help people transition. Right. Because even though the prognosis was three to five years, um, he was at a stage four and mm-hmm. so knew that that it was possibly not going to last three to five years, right? That his life mm-hmm. would probably end before that. And I remember the year before um, this all happened, I got in my Facebook feed, I don't know how, an essay by a woman named Heather Plett. And um, the essay was about holding space. And I read this and I thought, this is phenomenal. She told the story of how she helped her mother transition. Her mother was hospice care and needed to let go. And she and her sisters made a pact and they said, we will honor whatever mom wants. And we're going to make this transition as seamless as possible. And I thought back then, you know, my my family was healthy. It was just like, oh, wow, that's really an interesting concept of holding space. Little did I know that, you know, I learned that because I needed to be able to hold space for Joe. So um, in doing the research, I found out that that women, especially because obviously my world is women, right? (laughs) Yes. 50 different transitions in their lifetime. And when I first five zero five Five zero. zero. Wow. When I first read (laughs) that, how is that possible? 50 transitions. Then the article went on to say, well, you know, there are three kinds of transitions. They're the seamless transitions. So we go from girl to adolescent to woman, or we go from kindergarten to first grade or middle school to high school. Pretty seamless, right? Um, then, so that's one kind of transition. A second kind of transition are the ones that we choose. So we choose to get married. Okay. Choose to get divorced. We choose to have a child. We choose to start a business. 
So the self-selected transitions, and we, there are a lot of those, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then finally, the third kind of transitions are the ones you didn't see coming. So your job, you lose your business, you have a health crisis, et cetera. Um, And as I was doing the reading, I thought, okay, so there are these different kinds of transitions. Which transition am I in? And I was in that last transition. That last one. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I also found this this woman who helped with with transitions. and, And she said that what you have to do is step into the space between no longer this and not yet that. Wow. in that space, right? You were comfortable with things the way they are, right? And we don't want those things to change no matter what. Um, And it's scary to go into the not yet that space. So the transition um, happens in that space, Mm. Right. So when I do this, this um, I actually created a workshop called The Art of an Elegant Transition. (laughs) Um, When I do the workshop, I have the statement, no longer this and not yet that. And not yet that. I have three dots, the ellipses. And I focus (laughs) on that because that's where the magic happens. And that's where you can take control of that space. Yes. Oh, there's so much magic. And I'm taking a lot of notes here because there's so much I want to touch on. You know, with that learning, the first thing that that came to my mind was, and we talk about a lot of these things in this group, right? The, the, the fact that there's energy outside of us, the fact that we are always guided and protected, and that there are no coincidences, right? So, so seeing that article on Facebook was no coincidence, right? And sometimes we don't pay attention to these coincidences. We're like, nah, that that's not for me. But the fact that if we can pay attention to when the universe is sending us something mm-hmm. and really stop and pause and dive into it, that is a stepping stone into that, you know, dot, 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 what's next. Right. right. And, um, and that is so powerful that you allow yourself to kind of see what's being given to you and and take it in as a learning experience for yourself. Right, right, Super right. Super powerful. Yeah, and and I think it has to do with the fact that I like to find connection. Yeah. Right. I like to say okay, why did this come? What what lesson what what is it about this that I need to pay attention to? And um fortunately, you know, I found that 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 great article, right? And um this woman from Canada was pretty well known in her community in Canada, but that article catapulted her to expert status. It went viral. That's probably why it came into my, my, my feed. Right. Um, but the, the interesting thing um, is you can elect to create the transition you want. Right. Yes. Um, and as I was, you know, going through this process myself and, um, I do workshops all the time. I love to train. I love to coach. And consult. <laughs> so I, as I said, I created this workshop called the art of an elegant transition. And I chose the word elegant because at its Latin root, um, elegant is elegire, which okay. choose. Choose. Oh, so, so powerful. Choose. <laughs> 
the transition you want to have. Yeah. Um, and I came up with five elements of this elegant transition. The first element is that you have to acknowledge you're in transition, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of us are unsettled. We're upset. We're, you know, unsettled. Blocked. Fighting it and fighting the reality. Yeah. Fighting and and so you the first thing is to acknowledge that that you're in transition to say okay I'm you know this is new this is happening how do I feel about it right yeah so um that so once you you do your acknowledgement that's a, a great right the second step is to actually accept yeah you because you can acknowledge up one way and down the other <laughs> yes I'm in transition then um, you're you're going to stay stuck in the yeah. and we all have that friend who is stuck in the why why did this happen to me why did he yeah. leave why did I lose my job why can't I make more money why why mm-hmm. why and until we move from wh- why to how mm-hmm. stuck right yeah. so, so the second step is really to to acknowledge okay. okay. The third step is to to look at your strengths, your own strengths, okay. focus on those skills. So I call mm-hmm. it adapting skills. Okay. And a couple of things that I did in this, in my transition, right, to adapt my skills and to focus on my strengths had some long-lasting effects. Okay. So I'm currently an author of two books. I'm working on two more. And it all started because of a weekly blog. During this ordeal, um, I felt uh, and determined that that there were things, obviously, I couldn't control, right? The illness, I could not control. But what I did um, to be creative, because remember, creativity is one of my core. How could I continue to be creative? Um, I decided I'm going to write a weekly blog. Yeah. control what I do. And I called it the Tuesday toolbox. And every (laughs) day, um, I would have, you know, 250, 300 words um, of a business development tool for. And I would start writing, researching on Friday, and then, you know, write on Saturday, let it sit on Monday and Sunday, you know, get back to it on on Monday. And every week it went out. and I had, I, and we would post it on LinkedIn. And I had someone reach out to me and say, "These are really great. You should write a book." <laughs> oh, yes. thank you very much. But I'm thinking, I'm not going to write a book. You know, there'd be a business development book. Who, who, who am I to do that? Right? Mm-hmm. Planted this seed, and I thought, okay, well, um, at the time that she had reached out to me, I had 86 blogs. Under, under. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, I hired a, a copy editor and I sent her the blogs and she came and I said, can I turn this into a book? She said, you have three books here. Wow. I have a book for women that are just starting out because you have tips for how to set up your business. How mm-hmm. to, you have a book for women who are scaling and you have a book for women who are exiting and looking at what's next. Yes. And, Lo and behold, without trying too hard, I was able to publish two books. Um, and that I'm sharing that because that's the strength that I had, right? Yes. Right. 
and communicating, researching, coaching and training, consulting is a really big strength of mine. So I use that in that, that third element of adapting your skills and it gave me comfort. Yeah. And I have to say, Nancy, also, because I know you so well, and I will ask you to touch on creativity when we talk about flow, but um, creativity is also your strength, Mm. right? And so this gave you an avenue to be creative and to step outside of the pain of the transition and all of the ways that you had to almost set aside yourself to focus on what Joe wanted and how he wanted to elegantly transition. Right. Right. Because a lot of times, you know, what I know from other people who have gone through similar circumstances is holding the space for someone, especially in a terminal situation, is very hard. You know, we we want to make it about us. I don't want to be in pain. I don't want to suffer. I don't want to be without him. But you were able to really get out of that and Mm -hmm. really hold the space and say, this is about Joe and this Mm -hmm. is his life. And this is the way he wants to transition. But what you did do in addition to that is find a way to support yourself mm-hmm. through your strengths, which you're talking about here, which is, you know, incredible to see now that through the struggle and the pain, you really allowed yourself to catapult into massive personal growth and professional growth. Right. Yeah. Cause I felt it was something that I could um, control. Yes. Right? Knowing that, and and I was Joe's primary caregiver. I moved my office into my home. I was his primary caregiver. Um, and but mm. but I knew on Fridays I was going to have to come up with a topic and start doing some research. I love to read. I love to research. So it allowed me to say, okay, I'm not going to lose myself in right. transition. I need to be strong. You know about the put your oxygen mask on first, right? So my tank, which was, I still have to keep my job right through this. Um, I have to, to, to produce things for, for our members. So I found a a creative way to do that, which was, you know, do this blog um, and put um, a lot of thought and effort in, in, into the blog. And I, since then, um, I tell people, you know, if you want to write a book, start with a blog. Because yes. I started out thinking I'm going to write a book. I would still be on the first blank page. <laughs> yes. the, the blog, it's 250 to 300 words. That's easy to manage, right? Yes. Um, so, so yeah, if, if, if somebody's interested in writing a book, start, start with a blog. And I think that this is also a marketing strategy for a lot of us who are solopreneurs and and content people. We don't realize the amount of content we've created over the years. And instead of continuing to create new content, what can we do with all of that content, which is exactly what you did? Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, we talked about acknowledging you're in the transition, accepting that you're in the transition, mm-hmm. looking at your strengths so that you can adapt, using mm-hmm. that as a method of adapting What's number four and number five? So num- number four is accountability partner. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, so That's important. Pretty amazing. So, you know, okay. you you and, and Rosina were accountability partners <laughs> portion of, of this, right? Yes. I think that, that women business owners can get very lonely. Yeah. Um, and uh, when you're in a, a 
a major transition, um, it can be very lonely because remember, no longer this. So you've got a whole bunch of people who know you in this way. Yes. Um, and, uh, sometimes we want to go back to, to those people cause it's comfortable and they know us and they're going to support us, but is it the right kind of support? Right. Um, and accountability groups, mastermind groups, these are all really, really great for many reasons, but the least of which is that if you are in an accountability group and you say you're going to make five phone calls to get new business on Monday morning, when that team, when that group meets again, you better have made your five. (laughs) (laughs) It's really good to set some goals. It's Mm. also really good just to bounce ideas, right? This, um, container that you have created, Monique, is a really great accountability group, right? Because we're interested in the same thing. We have our goals, we have our our, um, strengths, we have our challenges, and being able to uh, communicate freely and in confidence uh, works really, really well. So, so, you know, find yourself an accountability group that's really, really helpful. And then the fifth um, element of an elegant transition is really your attitude. And it mm-hmm. kind of creates throughout the whole thing, right? So I'm not going to lie and say there weren't days where I thought I, I just can't get out of bed, right? Yeah. I can't do this, especially after Joe passed. Right. So during um, the, the time that he was sick, of course, you know, I was out of bed, ready. Yes. You were going on all cylinders, pushing, pushing, pushing. Yes. And then after he passed, you know, you go into, you can go into this very dark hole of why, right? Why this happened? He was only 62 years old. How, you know, you, you can do that. So that's where I decided, okay, I'm going to really tap into my, my creativity at this point. What can I do that's going to get me out of this funk that I am in? So I'm a big believer in um, having a gratitude practice. And shortly after Joe passed, um, I did a 30-day thank you note challenge. Oh, my gosh. I love this challenge. Yep. (laughs) I people to join me. And I said, we were going to write five thank you notes a day. For yeah. 30 days. And I was inspired by John Israel, who I had met um, through a coaching program, who did a, a ch- this, the same challenge for 365 days. So I thought I can do 30 days of John. If Izzy can do 365 days, I can find a group of people, a group of women who are going to work with, with me and get through the, this. Yes. Um, so every morning I did a short video on the challenge today is to write five letters and here's how, how you can do that. So one video talked about, um, you know, if you think you don't have 30 people to write to, group the people, you know, yeah. who are your service providers, who are your friends, who are your teachers that you want to reach back out to. And what I put in the in the challenge is, it would be great to actually mail these letters, but if the right. person passed or you're not in contact with the person, you can still write the note, yes. right? It'll make you feel better. Absolutely. Um, and then I suggested 
you know, look at your family and, and friends, right? And and how are they going to feel to get just three lines from you of how thankful you are um, that they are in your life? Yes. So that really changed me from being in that dark space to being in a space of gratitude because as the letters were going out, I was getting letters back. (laughs) I love Um, it. And as I was doing these short videos, I was getting comments back from people. So I I had like a shower of gratitude, right? Yeah. I think that that's what sometimes we need. And it's amazing to me, Nancy, that of course the thought came to you once Joe had already transitioned, but, and what a beautiful thing that it did because it was at a moment in your life when you really needed to not feel alone. Yeah. Right. And, and so being showered with thank yous and I appreciate you and you know, what a joy this has been to hear from you and everything I'm sure that you heard really allowed you to forget, even if for a moment, you know, mm-hmm. what you had just been through, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. kind of get you over that bridge to the other side. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and put it in perspective too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so here is what happened. Here's what I got out of what happened and here's what I'm going to move forward. Right? right. So here's um, uh, a therapist I follow on, on Facebook called Karen Salmonson. Okay. And Karen Salmonson has this um, saying blessings. So a combination blessings and lessons, right? And says you always have to remember to find the blessing. Mm. Actually name that that lesson and turn it into um, some kind of a blessing. So that has really helped and I think will help a lot with with transitions, right? Because we can control ourselves, but we can't control outside of ourselves. Right. Um, and sometimes we think, Oh, it's so easy. Let just, let me just, um, let this roll off my back. Well, that's not always easy to do, right? Somebody slights you, somebody is unkind. Um, it's not, and especially if you're in the midst of a transition, right. Um, that can really weigh on you. So what is the lesson? And I believe that the universe sends us lessons that things, have to learn the things we need to work on always keep showing up until we finally work that thing out. Right. (laughs) (laughs) How many times am I going to have to send you this lesson? Exactly. (laughs) Wow. Nancy. The the, the fifth element is really your, your attitude. Right. For the whole thing and getting help, you know? Absolutely. You know, the, the attitude I think is really important. I I have this um, emotional scale. Mm-hmm. Um, bookmark. And um, it reminds us that going back to what you said, which is a power tip in and of itself is recognizing that we always have choice. Mm-hmm. Even in the moments where we think we have zero control, mm-hmm. we always have a choice. And in those moments with zero control, maybe the only choice we have is to look at how we're thinking and feeling and try to shift that if anything else, right? So for example, the very last um, emotion on the scale is fear, grief, depression, despair, and powerlessness, right? It goes back to the why, why me, why, why Joe, you know, why now? 
Um, and then as you go up, it's just a little bit better, right? So maybe instead of powerlessness, maybe it's just insecurity. Maybe instead of insecurity, maybe it's anger, right? And the, the more we can shift up to a lesser, mm-hmm. you know, um, emotion, it's, it's, it then becomes easier to get to that place where can I feel peace even though my life is falling apart? Can I feel joy? even though my husband is passing, but when I see a red cardinal outside my window, that helps me to smile, right? So so recognizing that we always have choice, we always have some semblance of control, but, but these tips that you gave us, you know, we have to acknowledge that, right? I have to acknowledge that I do have some control. Mm-hmm. I just have to find it, right? Look at your strengths, so important. Speaking of strengths, I... Um, I always love to ask the question, what flow means to you and what helps you to get into flow? And especially in this situation, because I think that there are a few things that mm-hmm. did help you, um, allow you to step into that state of flow and of joy, even though you were going through something extremely difficult, like, um, like using your strengths in writing, like um, being creative. And I want you to talk about your creativity because I don't know any other person. Honestly, you are the number one person on my list when I think of creative. Because not only are you creative, but you you make it a priority in your life. Yeah. And so I'd love, to t- I'd love for you to just um, share with everyone how you're creative and how you bring it into your life and keep keep it consistent to mm-hmm. help you flow. Yeah. So uh, last year, um, my word was creativity, right? Every, every year I choose a word. So last year, my word was creativity. And I hired an art coach. And um, I, I, I had taken some classes. Her, her name is Nadine Hamill. She, um, her her uh, studio is called Artful Dreamers. Um, and I had taken some classes, some in-person classes with Nadine. But because of the, the pandemic and everything, I reached out to her and I said, I'm interested in, in doing some art classes. Would you be willing to, to do art classes with me on Zoom? She lives in Washington State. Okay. <laughs> across the country, right? And she said, I've never really done that before. And I said, okay, well, let's try. Let's, let's do this on a trial basis. Well, it worked so well. We decided that on, on Wednesday afternoons, every week on Wednesdays, I would um, get on Zoom. She got on Zoom. And from 4 o'clock in the afternoon until 7 p.m., I art class. And it was everything from finger paints to arts and crafts to meditation to writing in a journal. I mean, it, it went so well and it so informed the rest of my life. Mm. Now meet twice a week. Oh my goodness. I think it's really, really important. I'll, I'll share with, with everyone that every once in a while, she will say, we're, we're using your left hand today. And I'm right-handed and I'm a perfectionist. I like for things to look really pretty, even the art that I create, right? <laughs> to look pretty. So the first time she said, you're left hand, I said, but I said, Nadine, I'm right-handed. She said, I know. 
And I thought, okay, so I'm, you know, and she says, how are you feeling? And I said, I'm kind of struggling with this. I don't know that I like this project. And she said, just use your left hand. And what I learned from using my left hand was just to let go, right? That this art class didn't have to end every art class with something pretty that I could hang on my wall. Right. A process. And our life is a process. Mm. You know, any, um, anytime you're facing a challenge, I say use your non-dominant hand. Mm-hmm. It's really going to put things in perspective. Right. Okay. And um, I, I, I mentioned to someone that uh, those classes taught me compassion. Yeah. And the person said, how did that teach you compassion using your, your left hand? And I said, because I became more compassionate with myself. Absolutely. Out that this isn't really what I want it to be, right? Other times we just use finger paints mm-hmm. and the power of the paint on your hand. I mean, I love a nice manicured hand. I'm not really liking the finger paints or I yeah. thought, right? <laughs> yeah. um, when I started playing with the finger paints, it also just opened up a whole bunch of feelings and thoughts. And I, um, I love the fact that twice a week I turn my phone off and I don't pay attention to emails. I don't schedule any calls and I get to be in a space where we do a meditation, we talk, we create, and I'm able to just kind of let go of everything. Right. I love that. Mm -hmm. The moment in that space. Um, And so that's how I live my creativity, right. Do it that way. Um, I'm also learning Portuguese. I think that's another aspect of my creativity, right? At, at my ripe old age of 62, <laughs> I decided that I, I want to learn Portuguese. So every, every morning for about a half an hour, I've got an app on, on my phone that I, I, I speak Portuguese. I yeah. love it, Nancy. I love it. What, you know, what this sounds like to me is play and I'm, um, I'm reading a book and I'm so in love with this book and I'm probably going to talk about it for a long time um, called stolen stolen time. Mm. And, um, and it really, it really wants to remind us of, of play, of being able to, um, to do things that take us away from all of the things we have to do that we should do all the self judgment, the lack of compassion, all of these things that you're talking about and the fact that even though technology is you know not going to stop advancing we need technology we're going to keep u- need needing to use technology it has really um taken away our ability to focus to even feel purposeful because mm-hmm. we get lost in this world that looks so manicured and perfect but really no one is perfect on the other side of it right and and we do get lost in that so it talks about the, the, the old days, the times when, and I remember this fondly, I was even talking to my daughter about it. I feel badly that you didn't have the kind of childhood that I did where I would get on my bicycle at 12 o'clock in the afternoon and not come back until dark. We didn't have phones. We didn't have beepers. Our parents just knew that we were going to be back, mm-hmm. you know, by the time that the sun went down. Now, were there as many creepers back then that there are today? Yes. 
you know, Mm -hmm. the creepers were still there, but again, it goes back to what am I saying to myself Mm. about life? Right. And, um, if my, if I'm not going to allow my child to get on a bicycle and go play and explore who she is, because I feel she's going to be kidnapped, you know, what kind of life are we living? Right. So, um, so this book has really opened my eyes in, in so many ways and, and mostly for just helping us to realize that when we can step away and get into these moments of flow, whether it's through art, whether it's through other forms of creativity, whether it's through mindfulness, going on walks, whatever it may be, that that is when we can really listen and get in touch with who we are, what's important to us, what our purpose is, so that we don't continue to steal our time. Mm-hmm. And we can really focus mm-hmm. and make make things happen because a lot of times we get in that, you know, we get we spin and spin and spin. Um, and technology just has a way of, of taking us away from all of those things. Um, so we've gone on longer than usual, and that's okay because I, I, I love all of the jewels that you shared. I really um, am going to push for the women to, to really watch this. I think they're going to get so much out of it. I think a good way of wrapping up, Nancy, is I would love to hear from you and maybe a tip you can offer all of the ladies in the group is if they are in a moment in their lives where they know they need to be fierce. What is one tip that you can offer them to help them, you know, navigate forward and step into that fierceness? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think, um, taking a a good and intentional look at your strengths, right? Just writing them down. And if you're a hard time, think of your best friend, Mm. her strengths. And chances are you have those same strengths. Wow. Because Never looked at it that way. Yeah. Attracts like, right? Yes. Um, yes. You can also ask your friend, your best friend to say, what is it about me that makes you happy? What is it about me that inspires you? What is it about me that you are so impressed by? And I think once we take ownership of our strengths and admit that those are our strengths. I, I think it, it allows us to be really fierce. Yeah. Because we um, have navigated, each one of us, we've navigated through some really tough times. And we came out mostly on top. Yes. Right? And using um, our, our strengths has, has helped us. Right. Um, and I, I, I think so. So that, that's what I would recommend. Um, I love it. I love it. And, and I love it because it's practical. Right. It's it's uh, it's something that all of us can sit down and do and remind ourselves of how we're unique and what gets us through those tough situations. And even going back to, you know, 2020 until now and thinking about it, like what did help me get through? What strength of mine helped me get through? And um and that's an incredible way to uh, remind ourselves that we have what it takes to step into those um, difficult times, but also those exciting times that we're just fearful to step into, right? Mm-hmm. And reminding ourselves that we have everything that we need to be able to do it, including a community of other women who are always going to have our back. So, ah, oh, I love this conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much, Nancy. This was awesome. And, um, Enjoy the rest of your week um, and continue being creative because I know you will. And one last thing, can you share the titles of your two books so that the women who want to go find them can do that? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what, one is called the decision to scale okay. for women looking to grow their businesses. And okay. one is the decision to start. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Light the fire. Let's start. Yes. I love it. All right. Start and scale, ladies. That is our task. All right, Nancy, much love to you. And I will see you very soon. See you soon. Love and light. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to Fierce and Flowing. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you prefer to watch it, make sure to find my YouTube link in the show notes. And I would love to connect with you on Instagram. You can find me at I period am period Monique period Renee. And that's with two E's. Can't wait to catch you next week and on Instagram as well. Until then, make sure to tap into your fierceness and prioritize your flow. See you soon.